0: The Retro Lounge is a look back into the archives of the Recruiter's Lounge podcast with Jim Stroud and Karen Matten. The Recruiter's Lounge podcast posted weekly between the years of 2005 and 2010. With energy, wit, and opposite points of view, (laughs) Jim Stroud and Karen Matten discussed, debated, and squabbled like children over HR issues that affected the workplace and society overall for the benefit of all who would listen. This episode of the Critters Lounge was originally aired, I want to say November 2010, but I'm not entirely sure. I had a little bit of a hiccup with my archival system, so forgive me. The topic of the episode, though, was called What's Wrong with Smoking Pot? <laughs> and uh, pretty much the episode was about uh, what happens when sorcerers find information about people. That maybe was unflattering to be to be kind about it. Uh, should they still be submitted to a job or to a recruiter um, after finding out that information? One opinion was what they do in their own free time. Is there a business as long as it's not against the law? Whereas other people thought, well, you know what? That person will represent the brand of the company. So if they're doing that on their free time. Uh, we don't want to risk them uh, working here. And bring in some uh, tomfoolery, (laughs) tomfoolery, Uh, questionable antics to the workplace. Yeah, let's say that. So uh, that is what uh, we talked about on this particular episode. Tune in to hear a very special episode because it has on it uh, not only Karen Matten, but also a couple of dear friends of mine as well. All right, Uh, tune in and listen up employer brand professionals know that doing great work involves doing big high-level strategic thinking and getting your hands dirty if that sounds like the kind of work you want to do come listen to the talent cast it's the world's most highly caffeinated employer brand
1: podcast
2: Do you love four-letter words? Who doesn't? And then you mix recruiting news and insights in with those four-letter words. I'm Cheese. And I'm Chad. And we are the Chad and Cheese Podcast. Tune in wherever you listen to
3: podcasts. We
0: We out. out.
4: Hi, I'm Jim Stroud. And this is Karen Matten. And welcome to The Recruiter's Lounge. The
3: Recruiter's Lounge is a podcast of news, interviews, and commentary on the recruiting industry. And it was designed with you in mind. So sit back, relax, and enjoy your time in The Recruiter's Lounge. Hey guys, Jim Strad here. Just before the show starts, wanted to ask you a quick question. Are you looking for a job? Or do you know someone who is? And <laughs> these days, who isn't? Well, you might want to check out the Hidden Job Report, which reveals thousands of jobs each week before they hit the job boards. Check it out for yourself, www.hiddenjobreport.com. That's www.hiddenjobreport.com. Operators are standing by. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. It's time for another action packed episode of the Recruiter's Lounge. I'm your host with the most, Jim Stroud, and with
4: me, as always,
3: as always, as always, as (laughs) always, Karen Madden.
4: How are you, Karen? I'm not even sure how to accept or take that one. (laughs) It's almost a rejection. Yeah, anyways, let's move on. Yeah, yes. I'm here, guys. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Okay, Karen, back to you, Jim. Yeah,
3: Karen is my annoying little sister in the back seat of the car uh, <laughs> who likes to fight with me. But fortunately, I am not alone with my little sister. also. Unfortunately, yes, the- go ahead. <laughs> fortunately, I have two other friends with me on the line as well. Say hello to Mike Nataro. Mike, say hello. Hello, hello. And also to my good pal, Marie Journey. Hello, Marie.
1: Hello. Thanks for the invite.
3: Oh, great to have you guys on board. No problem. Karen and I were arguing and bickering, as always, offline <laughs> about various topics. But one topic in particular uh, we were bantering about, which was online reputation. Um, we had been talking uh, a lot about how companies uh, tend to Google people when they're interviewing them, and as such, they may not know the reason why, but they may get turned down for jobs. So we started talking about why it's important to monitor your online reputation. Uh, Karen, what were some of the things you were you were talking about when we were...
4: Uh, One of the things that I was saying was not just monitoring your online reputation, because there's a lot of things that people will say or do about you, what behind your back, and if you don't monitor it, and also kind of like... a If you don't um, make sure that you address the information that's being said about you, people will accept that whatever is being said is to be true, okay? Mm -hmm. But the problem is in regards to employment, and this is my part that I have a concern with, where you and I disagree, Jim, is I don't think companies should utilize information online as an accurate viable resource to figure out if that is great information about a candidate and decide, I'm not going to hire that person because of what I say.
3: Well, you know that you're in a minority because there's a different sur- – It was a survey um, – I think that's one reason why we started arguing about this was 70% – the survey says 70% of recruiters and HR people uh, Google their candidates during the interview process at some point. Uh, whether or not it's right uh, or wrong, it, it definitely is. Everybody Googles people, so it's sort of – Uh, in a candidate's best interest to monitor what's being said about them online or to, I guess, keep track of what's being said about them. How do you feel about that, Marie? Marie?
1: On that, I say it's vitally important. Not only you're talking about when they're in the interview process, but you've got several people on the phone that find them to bring them in the interview process. So you want to know what's being said as far as your reputation and make sure that you have high visibility not only on when you have something good to say in your responses, but you've got to, you've got to do track back. If you notice that some bad PR is going out, you need to find it, and you need to find it fast.
4: Oh, but I have a question to you, Marie, too. Let's take something that's happening to me, for example, okay? I've got certain individuals who are out there putting a lot of bad PR about me, and it's not true, but I have no handle on how to manage this in any shape or form. So how do I, because, I mean, I've had people tell me they don't want to, A, work with me or want, they have wanted to work with me because of this. So how does how does a person like myself get to go ahead and defend myself against something like that?
1: Okay. Well, you know, Karen, it just makes me furious to hear you say that and to also know that it's true that there are people that, you know, maliciously go after other people who are high profile, who are trying to make a positive change and a difference. And unfortunately, um, I had an incident that I wasn't even aware of. I mean, I have Google Alerts. I monitor online really well but found out that there was some offline uh reputation smearing going on and i found that out when i was at a conference um wasn't listed as one of the keynote speakers which i was i had done several of uh the sessions all of that but they knew that i was going to be there they just didn't know that i was going to be speaking so a group of folks actually said things that was you know i would say polar opposite of my attributes um and I didn't find out until people in the audience came up and they said, "Oh my word, Marie! I can't believe it. You know, I got this call about you, and you are nothing I mean they were just they were just you know shell shocked, and my response and you know, do I track these people down? What do I do and on my side, positive, 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 you know, and with you, Karen, you're fantastic. You have made huge gains. You've got a great training website. There's hundreds of thousands of results of things that you do and that you do well. And so, on that, let it speak for itself. Because I can't find anything online that you've put out that would warrant such comments.
3: Very interesting comment. I want to I want to uh, pose a question to to Mike, who's. Um also on the line, Mike, I know that you can't monitor what people say over the phone per se, uh, but I know there are different tools that you can use to sort of keep track of what people are saying about you online. I'm already mentioning Google Alerts. Are there other tools that you would suggest people could use to sort of keep track of what's being said about them online?
2: Um, I mean, uh, Google Alerts is, is the first one that I usually tend to lean to. But most things that you deal or most different outlets for media have ways to, to save and, and store things. I mean you look at Twitter, you can store favorites. I mean, Google even indexes Twitter at this point. So um short of really using a search engine or paying for one of those background checks, I, I really don't know of any other alternative. Um,
3: would you would you consider FriendFeed an alternative? Like if if 'cause when you said said Google Alerts and other tools it made me think about FriendFeed how if you know certain individuals? Uh,
2: I've never in, used it before.
3: Never used FriendFeed before? Uh, no. Well, well, for those who, who aren't aware of FriendFeed, um, someone could um, connect to all of their social networks and social media outlets. Um, and so instead of, like, for example, if I wanted to follow Mike, and he said he had a YouTube channel, he had a, a Flickr channel, he had a Twitter channel, what have you, uh, and he plugged all of those into FriendFeed, all I have to do was just Subscribe to his friend feed, and I see everything that he's done through that. Actually, uh, Jim,
2: Jimmy, just to cut you up, if, if I am yeah.
3: curious about myself to see
2: what is going on out there, um, I have used like uh, Pipl dot com, P I P L dot com, mm-hmm. um, because okay. it kind of pulls back from a variety of sources, or um, YoName, which is Y O N A M E dot com.
4: And uh, Marie, actually, you gave me something called Addictomatic, and yeah,
2: did, yeah, it's another great one.
4: Yeah, because. Mm-hmm found some information about me that um, from from other people that had been on Twitter, and I hadn't known because they hadn't used my, you know, at the at release line, so they were just talking about me. But I found some information that way as well.
1: Oh, and on that, you know, I've got all this stuff set up. But I was on my mobile, and I'm like, okay, let me just go ahead and check. And I did, um, Kate Ellison has a search on the go and found a blog that someone had tagged my name to, I was completely unaware of it. Mm -hmm. And Mm. nothing else had shown up, but I think if you try a variety of different sources, that's the best way to go. And we've listed quite a few that would be... I have a question to all of you.
4: Okay, you guys have all worked in the corporate side, all right? I'm going to say, let's say that I was going in for a position with a large company, and Everything was going great. They loved my background. They love everything about me. And next thing I know, I'm just become a hot potato. They just dropped me, drop me so hot. And it's like, really, you're not interested. And they don't tell me why. They are not giving me any reason why. We're not going to get into the legal why it's not a good thing to do. But, I mean... Besides not being fair, but, I mean, now, let's just say, and I'm going to give a story that was happened to this one particular CEO. I'm not naming any companies, but the CEO, he comes into the office, and he finds out that everybody's escorting him out, and they're escorting all this stuff out, and he's being, you know, right now he's being dismissed because they did a background check on him, and they found that he had been a perv and that he had had sex, but he hadn't. It wasn't him. It was information they found on the Internet, but it wasn't him. So, how does one protect oneself too about information that's not even about you
3: hmm i I have let me I'll jump in here and then give someone else a chance to respond. One thing that i think one could do is um uh have someone call different um your different references and maybe places where you worked or uh and just see what people are saying about you sort of do it like for example, if I were applying for a fictional job somewhere, then uh, a recruiter or someone would do a background check. They would call up people that I work with. They would check my references, and they would just sort of gauge, you know, what people are saying about me because you don't want to give out bad references. Uh, in terms of information that's online that's not you, uh, one thing you may want to do is, is brand yourself a different way. Well, for example, if there is another Karen Madden out there, maybe you can call yourself Karen L Madden if that's your middle name or middle initial, something like that, so that. You can tell recruiters or tell people you're doing business with, when you look me up on Google, and assuming everyone does, I am Karen L or Karen M, but I'm not the other Karen that comes up in search results. I'm
4: going to Better. interrupt to in there. You just made a good point. I think the fact is is to assume that these guys are going to do it nonetheless, and so whilst you're in the interview, say, look, this maybe report that this might come up. What do you think?
3: Yes. Yeah. Uh, how, how would you? How would you? What do you think about that, Marie? And also, any other ways to repair your reputation you may uh, want to suggest as well.
1: Knowledge is power, and your name is very important because it's associated with you. So if you You know, Google and you find out that there are other people with your name doing things that you wouldn't do and you certainly wouldn't do in a professional setting, then yes, you need to rebrand and make sure that it's very clear and it's very clear up front. Um, When it comes to online reputation, this is a hot, 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 hot item. And if you Google it, there's 317,000 results. You can pay people to fix your online reputation. Uh, CBS News did an article on how to do that, how you know, an expert actually goes in and explains the dangers of negative web posting. So be proactive for sure.
3: Hmm. This is um something else I wanna uh, wanna post to Mike actually. Um those who are who are listening on the podcast may not know the difference, but they are recruiters and then they are sourcers. And although some may uh, debate the actual definition of a sourcer, pretty much overall what they do is they go online and they find information and then they relate it to a recruiter who will then in turn act upon that by calling the person and interviewing them and so forth and so on. Um I know that in the course of sourcing, uh a lot of sourcers they look for that particular individual uh or that lead, but they don't really uh if they see something that's not really all that great, they don't really take that into account. They just say, okay, this person has the qualifications and I don't care about anything else. That's for the recruiter or somebody else to figure out if they're going to hire the person or not. I'm only interested in finding that particular lead. Mike, is that this kind of sentiment that you see when you talk to other sources out there, that they don't care about background, they don't care about where, per se, they found them, only that they have the skills? You should it a little. I'm, I'm just, I know. Mike, you're I'm breaking up. you break breaking up, Mike. You said it again. Yeah, it sounded like you were breaking up there just a little bit.
2: I'm sorry about that. Um, no, I was just going to say that. I mean, a lot of the the sources I, I know typically base a lot of their their initial research on on just name and title and company. Uh, I don't know a whole heck of a lot that really get too deep into candidate profiles when it comes to Facebook and MySpace, et cetera, to actually see those sorts of images and comments and things like that. Twitter's a little bit more dangerous, but, again, realistically, I mean, if you have a a guy who smokes pot all weekend long, but he works 9 to 5 and does his job perfectly. Thank you. Realistically, what does it matter because the work is getting done? That, that's my personal opinion on it. Um, I've,
4: I've got to interject. Mike, yes, thank you. I mean, that but, is the biggest one that I have a problem on. You see people talk about extracurricular activities, and we want to look at what they're doing in the resume, and we want to know how they're going to fit the company profile, the company dynamics or organizational structure. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? I mean, if your client is – XYZ and the competitor is ABC and this guy is kicking butt at ABC. Why wouldn't you want to hire him? So what if he smokes pot all night on the eat or and he's, as long as he's not doing it in the workplace, right? Um, hey, well, uh,
1: this is Marie and I'm just gonna I'm gonna step into that and say you, I don't agree with with either of you because
2: but, uh, well I I didn't actually Marie hold on <laughs> I'm sorry I just wanted to finish my thought with that. No I was gonna say if you see something like that an odd behavior something that seems off before you pass them along to the recruiter, it you should do a screen and make mm-hmm. sure that they're on time for the call, make sure that they're on point, they can answer questions and that they're currently employed and you have someone else you can verify their employment with.
1: Right.
4: If
2: you have all of that in check, then I find it's okay. But if you call a guy, you call a guy, you call a guy, he forgets to answer his phone and it's you know, a sloppy interview. That's what I'm interview. talking
4: about, though. What I'm talking about is if you've got a candidate, he's good, he's capable to do the job, he's number one and he's kicking butt, that's all you got to look at because those are the objective, qualifiable schools. That's it. Okay, let me, let
3: me, okay, let me hold on. Let me interject in there, Karen, because I think we have a slight disagreement there as well. <laughs> yeah, Maria. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, okay. maybe if, if I come across someone to say, let's say I'm sourcing a particular, uh, particular wreck, and I come across a person and uh, he has the right qual, he she has the right qualification, looks good, but I see them smoking pot, um, or I see that they are, I don't know. Uh, doing something else you shouldn't be doing uh on the site. Um I'm gonna as a sourcer, I'm gonna say, okay, uh it's not my not my my, my business, I'm gonna refer the lead over. If, as a recruiter, I would say, um, let me look a little bit deeper since this person is giving me this lead and I see this information about them, that line that makes me uncomfortable, I'm gonna wonder a couple of things. I'm gonna say, okay, if I hire this person, mm-hmm. they, they represent the company.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: And and if they're going to represent the company, and I know that they do their job, you know, nine to five, and they go home and do other things. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be concerned that if these other things that they do will they eventually find its way to the job.
4: Okay, so can someone, I make a someone who
3: because right, cause someone who smokes fire on their on their own time mm-hmm. might eventually uh, that might leak over into his work life. Uh, well, it's,
4: illegal.
1: Uh, it's illegal. It's illegal. Unless you're in California. To leave? another okay. example because i, 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 I don't think if the guy has let's say he's an
4: atheist and you're a religious company okay A, you can't talk about religion in the business and d he won't go out into the off other places and say hey look i like having sex with unicorns he's not going to go ahead and tell that to the client <laughs> <I'm not gonna laughs> the and this be. anywhere else obviously if he's working at your competitor and he's doing really well and he's showing a good image there and kicking butt and taking names what he does in his personal life, even if it is having fun with the unicorns, is none of our business.
1: Okay. Look at the U.S. Just,
2: government. Don't ask, yeah. don't tell what the military exactly. does.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Okay. okay. Let me just pop in real quick and say that, you know, I'm a geek. If people dress up and cosplay and all of this, anything that anybody does outside of, of corporate. Thank you. That it. It is not my business unless it is illegal. If something is illegal, then it is my business, and that's I will a take a o- too. Period. And that's just a that's F- it.
4: I mean, because there can somebody can say, "Hey, I have a criminal record." It's,
1: I'm out there. That's my line. I if mean, I see that somebody is doing something illegal, then I cannot, in good conscience, tell my my client consider this person. So. Well, we have there to
4: you be go. careful with I'm that. I, we have to be careful because I can't mention any names because of, you know, people the present company. But recently a certain company got into trouble because they decided to fire someone because he would had a DUI and had killed someone. But that was like over 10 years ago. He would served his time, did his time, and it had nothing to do with his job. Was he? He
3: wasn't like a school bus driver or something, or?
4: Oh, he wasn't going to be a school bus driver. And even if it was going to be a school driver, he had done his time and served his time, and he now had a complete legal, criminal, a new driver's license. He is legal. The, gov- the, the government had accessed him as being legal to drive. So now he's still insurable. He's now okay what he did he had done 10 years before well this particular company and i'm not mentioning names had had let go of this person and the eoc said no discrimination sorry you can't do that
1: now uh, if i see a picture on you know if i see a picture that someone posted on twitter publicly for the world to see where they've got a bottle of jack and they're driving okay. and they shoot a video of it okay. and it's time stamped you know what? I'm going to say I'm thinking that's illegal,
4: Yeah, you I'm going to
1: pass. Now, wait, what wait, I wait my, 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 somebody let does on. in the my. past is different.
2: Yeah, we had a president who, uh, and again, I, I, I wasn't there, but I mean, <laughs> everyone knows that he uh, he dabbled with a number of different narcotics, and he served eight consecutive years running this country, well, running I use loosely, but <laughs> I mean, you look at that, and you, you look at our military's policy on homosexuals, and... All of a sudden, it's just like, oh, wow, a guy, a a computer programmer who's never on the front lines for a major corporation. He works in a back office doing his job. He's not in the public eye. And he likes to do smoke pot on the weekends because it makes him happy and relaxes him. I see no problem with that if he's... The best quarter I can find for the job. It,
4: but yeah, you know, so many of our industry would not even consider hiring because it just doesn't sit with the corporate values. And I'm like, what do you mean by corporate values? Are okay, we okay? Talking- so that's
3: what. A, that's a good point, Karen. So let me. So let me ask you this. Let me uh, ask this. Even though we all obviously have our own uh, uh, okay. opinions on the matter, doesn't it all? The matter of how we individually feel about it. it doesn't it all come down to the ideology of the company? No. You know, because, no, because the company, that's... the company is actually the company is the one that's hiring. So if one company says, you know what, we don't care what you do, as long as you don't do it over here, well, can,
4: and then another so, can company I just says something about that, the ideologies what? of companies prior to 1960 used to be they didn't want to hire black people, or they did want to hire females, or women couldn't be managed. So no, because ideologies of companies can be very subjective.
3: So are you telling, so are you telling me that a company has to be forced to hire certain people if they don't want them?
4: Because some Hello people are so stupid equality. that they're going to say we're going to go ahead and use our, our own subjective biases and say, well, black people can't be managers or women can't work after 6 p.m.
3: Okay, hold on. Uh, Marie, what do you have to say about that?
1: I have to say that there are so many prejudices. Why do you think that we have compliance? We have OSCCP compliance. We have so many federal mandates just for this very reason of making progress and saying, "Hey, fair is fair. you know if they can do the job, they should be considered for the job on the flip side, you've got well, if they're doing something illegal that impacts the way they do their job, then you don't you don't have to talk with these folks, but I agree with that marie the assumption that corporate culture yeah if if we had not had stuff in place coming from Alabama." I would not be talking with you on the phone today. So I I am very glad that we have some federal standards that say, hey, fair is fair.
4: I mean, I think a corporate culture word – thank you for the word I was looking for. Corporate culture word has become overused and abused. And I think right now it's like the new code That's how we used to call people um, mature when you're trying to say he's too old or he's overqualified. I mean, what does corporate culture mean? Now, you know, because they're talking, you know, when they say we're going to look at a person and see his extracurricular activities are and see if he fits in with the corporate culture. And I'm like, what does that have to do with him being able to do the job? And it's the same thing with reputation. You know, you go out there and you're online and you're having fun in your life and doing something constructive. But someone just doesn't like the fact that you might have had a bear can in your hand while playing tennis because they don't like booze. I mean, come on, you know. And how do you defend yourself, guys? How you guys are the people that I would have to go ahead and say, how do I defend myself? Because I know that recruiters aren't going to say, "Well, I went on your Facebook and I saw this picture, and we decided not to hire you because of that." How is that going to happen?
3: Well, you can do. I guess you can do a number of things, and then I'll um, uh, give it to, to Mike to see what he thinks about this. Uh, one thing you could do, I guess, to protect your online reputation is to uh, be a hermit online, so to speak, and just not put any information about yourself online, which may be impossible, although I know there are uh, that a, number of people, a number of people who do try to do that.
4: My husband uh, is that, and I only finally just brought him out slowly because he, you know, just to get him out in the world now. But the fact is, if you don't have an online reputation, is not it ruin you guys? I mean, you guys, wouldn't, wouldn't you guys think what's wrong with this person?
3: Let me ask you Mike. Do you think is do you think it's bad if you're trying to find information on someone online and you cannot find it? Does that show that they're not really doing anything in the business world or does that just show that they don't want to be online? What would you think?
2: Um I, that's really a matter of circumstance. I mean, if Mhm. if you can't, you know, there, there's one individual who I've been searching my entire life to find, not my entire life, but for the last 10 years or so. It's an old boss of mine, guy completely vanished. I've always wanted to get back in touch with him. Every year I spend maybe two or three days looking for him. Mm-hmm. You can't find him. And he was one of the more social, you know, he was the first guy on MySpace that I knew. And now he's completely vanished. And what, uh, you know, I, I really don't know what to make of it. You know, I don't think it's, you know... Pfft. Maybe he changed his name. Maybe he died. Maybe he won uh, witness protection. I have no idea. I really can't make a judgment call, and I certainly can't judge him for not wanting to be online. I mean, that's, you know, maybe he is, and he's using a false name. Uh, maybe he's got, I don't know,
1: um, neurotic tendencies
2: to to be afraid of, of the Internet, you know. Or good reason. Um, yeah, maybe he doesn't want stalkers or maybe he's got a stalker and he's trying to avoid them. Uh, it could go a lot of different ways and I mean personally I think it's dangerous to be on to an extent, but at the same point in time you're missing out on a lot of opportunities by not. So it's six of one half dozen of another and you can't really call it until you speak to the person and find
3: out why you can't find them. How do you feel about that, Marie? Do you think it do you think it um is a bad thing if you can't find information on someone that you're researching from a recruiting perspective?
1: From a recruiting perspective, I would say, what am I recruiting for? If they are a marketing role for social media and they're not online, that's a reflection that they're not doing their job well. Now, anything that falls out where part of their job is not to be online, then no, I don't think it's a reflection at all. In fact, when it comes to some of the very senior level positions at social media savvy companies if you look they're they have no linkedin connections they're not on twitter they're nowhere to be found but they are supposed to be thought leaders in the space (laughs) you know and you're like really um so when it comes to that if it's their job to be online and they're not that's a big red flag i'm like we got a problem and then but to mike's point is oh, can I? calling and connecting and finding out why. Why, 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 why? You know, I never set somebody aside unless I, I have a solid reason to do so well, and not an assumption. And that's what this conversation comes down to, right? Right,
3: right. Karen, you have a um, – we're almost out of time. Karen, say your, your last point. I want
4: to say really quickly, too, because, like, I'm going to go back to my husband. Number one salesperson – actually, number two in salesperson for an international company – And then uh, twice in two different companies, never had a profile on LinkedIn, never had a profile on MySpace. He's always been, he's way above over his quota by the second or third quarter of every year, okay? Always been really good at his sales. Still never been on the Internet, never want to be social because he's out there knocking doors and doing his job. And, yeah, you cannot find him on the Internet because unless you know his actual name. And, no, I don't let people know his name on the Internet either because I keep his profile private for that reason. So the issue is, again, yeah, I mean, he's out there working his butt off, knocking on doors. Instead of being online, I think that that actually should be an asset to any company, not just a detriment.
3: Very interesting. Well, we're out of time. It flew by just like I knew it would. Thank you so much for being on the The Recruiter's Lounge podcast, Marie Journey, Mike Nataro, and as always, my annoying little sister, Karen Matten. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys next time.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Bye.
3: Well, that's the end of our show. And as always, you've been a very great audience. If you like what you heard, love what you heard, or (laughs) simply hate what you just heard, uh, please let us know. You can reach me, Jim Stroud, at Jim at recruiterslounge.com or Karen at TheRecruiter'sLounge.com. Also, if you would, please uh, subscribe to us by iTunes or just subscribe to the site, uh, of course, TheRecruiter'sLounge.com. The theme song of The Recruiter's Lounge is courtesy of Brain Bucket and the Podsafe Music Network. Find them online at music.podshow.
0: And so this ends this edition of the Retro Lounge, home of classic episodes of the Recruiters Lounge podcast. If you haven't already, uh, subscribe now so you don't miss a future episode. Okay, cool. Until next time, bye-bye.